3: crossing route. Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles.
4: Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP.
5: The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with the crew. The whole crew, minus Jordan. Jordan couldn't make it. How dare he. This is our Super Bowl preview roundtable number two, part two. We're with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower, Lil Stevie, Steve Ribeiro, Magic Johnny, Johnny Gomez, and J-Rob, Justin Robinson. We're here to finish this wonderful discussion on the Super Bowl. We're focusing on the Patriots' offense tonight against the Rams' defense. Norm, I'll start with you. How are you, bud? Uh, It's 11.15 at night. I'm doing great. So, basically, you're old and cranky.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Old budding heads hours, baby.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: we're so those always your,
4: up. Uh, Yeah, the butting heads guys record much later than anybody else does, so we're in his hours now. Magic Johnny, how you doing, bud? Well, it's not
6: that late over here, so, you know, ha,
4: ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. A little jealous, though. It's minus like ten degrees here tonight, and you're over there chilling in Cali. I'm jealous. Hey, hey, hey. don't yeah, hate. Don't. It's it's in the fifties here, brother. <laughs> well, you're not getting the cold snap like we are,
1: Steve. You're getting that cold snap later, aren't you? Yes, it's been freezing, and it's supposed to be colder this week. Not Midwest cold, but it's it's pretty damn cold out here. Yeah. So, how you doing? I'm doing good. I I actually did a podcast uh, for. Roto baller earlier in the night, so this is my third time talking about the Rams tonight. So basically, I got home from work and started talking to people about the Rams. But hey, if we're playing in February, I'll do seven podcasts a day if I have to. If this is what it takes. Well, there you go, j Rob. How you doing, buddy? Eating
3: a biscuit. Ready to go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Late night snacking.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Late night munchies. Thank God he put clothes on for this
4: episode. <laughs> That's right. No, Holla back, Doc. <laughs> Let's go. They are, earlier, part one of our round table, he rolled out of here no shirt on. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Put that thing on. Get, get control here. So, And this is the second time he's done that in a week, by the way. So,
3: Do you Jay know Robert I got a rocking Bob? Dude, don't, don't play <laughs> stupid. Y'all know I got a freaking Bob <laughs> for the
4: ages. Let's go. Unfortunately, well, I hope he I doesn't know. have
5: a dog eating powdered donuts
3: with no uh, pants on.
4: It's oh. a biscuit. It's a biscuit, bro. All
3: right, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> ones the ones that the ones that you can peel. You know what I'm saying? The ones you bake in the oven, you can peel the layers off. Those are oh, the yeah. best. <laughs> All right, let's go. Sorry.
4: Okay. Okay. So, folks, before we bear ourselves in this Super Bowl roundtable, we do want to remind you we're available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker. Everywhere, really everywhere. Don't forget to subscribe. Please leave five-star reviews on iTunes, anywhere else you can subscribe or leave a review. We really appreciate it. It helps us out, helps us get up the charts, and helps us get noticed by potential sponsors, which we'll ask about later. Oh, and don't forget the other shows on our network, Rampage Radio with J. Robin, his Biscuit, and his brother, and of course, Butting Heads with Steve and Johnny. Also, we do want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, a very, very supportive sponsor, Jim Hawk who wrote the book Hollywood's team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was the offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out his son's story of his father and the team he played for in the era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Craigslist, Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter. In this story, spend the 19th with these Los Angeles Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at team.com and on Twitter at Team. It's available both in hardback and electronic form on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And you know what? You can find this book anywhere else. Booksellers are on the Internet. Folks, I've read cover to cover. Norm's read cover to cover. John's re- Johnny's read cover to cover. Steve's still learning to read. And hopefully J-Rob will eventually read as well. It's worth it. They'll tell you it's worth it. Trust me. It's check it out. It's always seen grit, glamour, and the nineteen fifties Los Angeles Rams. It's well worth your time.
5: Hey, shout so. out to Jim too. Uh, Johnny finally shipped me his shirts, and then uh, you know I
4: was in the middle of a move, and the movers packed them. So Jim, I got your shirts. If you're listening, I'll get them to you soon. And uh, yeah, we'll be emailing you about that. And like, hey guys, one more thing. I kind of haven't told anybody yet. A little bit of an announcement as well. Um, there is an, a book on the 1951 Rams being compiled, and yours truly gets to be part of the edit team on it. That's it'll be coming out. I'm not sure when we're we're starting to get the drafts together, and I get to be a part of it, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's a Very book nice. on the 1951 Rams, and of course, you guys know I'll be start start writing my book hopefully in May. So um, I get to join the the ranks of the the Rams writers here in terms of books. So there you go. All right, you guys ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. So the first we we the last podcast we took a look at the the Rams offense against the Patriots defense. Now we're going to flip it around. How do the Rams match up with the Patriots offense? Norm, I'm going to start with you. Well, <clears throat>
5: the the Patriots have been running the ball pretty effectively lately. And they're going to try to do that against the Rams. Obviously, that's been, you know, the weakest area on the Rams defense until the playoffs. Uh, I think if you go back and watch game film in the last two games, you'll see that the Rams have uh, put a lot more guys in the box. And that'll work effective against most teams stopping the run. But against the Patriots, that might be a little tough, especially with a guy like Brady at quarterback, who I don't like to give kudos to. But you know, he'll find a way to to get the ball around. So it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to struggle a little bit, but overall I think uh, Aaron Donald and crew, if they keep playing solid gap, you know, sound gap coverage and stuff on the line, don't get too creative with their stunts and put straight-up pressure against them. I think you'll see a lot of man and zone mixed on our secondary, um, kind of a hybrid, and don't be surprised to... See only one linebacker out there quite a bit with Gronk being on the field, um, but overall I think we match up with them pretty well. I, I think the key is you know the Rams need to hold the Patriots to field goals. If they can do
1: that. I think we're all right. Steve, what do you think? I actually feel all right against the run defense. I know I know Sonny Michelle's had two really solid playoff games here, but so have the Rams' run defense and. I think that Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara are better than any back on the Patriots roster. Now, that being said, I feel good about this run, and I feel good against the the receivers on the outside with Talibah Peters out there. Uh, No Josh Gordon, obviously, but I'm a little concerned when we get in the open middle of the field. Edelman concerns me a little. Gronk and James White out of the backfield concern me a lot. Those are two types of players that we've had trouble guarding. I know Gronk isn't what he used to be. But we've had trouble against tight ends all season. I mean, dating back to week one when we got torched by uh, a guy whose name I'm not even going to mention because he doesn't consider <laughs> to be mentioned on this podcast. But I, I think we, you know, we saw last week they when the Saints threw the ball to Alvin Kamara on the same route for an entire drive, pretty much, and they got switches on Kamara where Franklin Myers was on him somehow. I hope that we wait as game plan enough to be able to at least contain these two guys, but. There are two players that I don't think the Rams match up well with, and players like them we really have matched up well with it all this year. And it, when if it comes down to our their players against our linebackers, that's what concerns me. And I, you know, I'm still hopeful that Aaron Donald and the rest of the crew, if they can get pressure on Brady, I think will be good. But guy hasn't been sacked in the playoffs. It's we'll see what happens.
4: Johnny. Well, the the
6: run game obviously is going to be. Somewhat of a concern. Uh, it's kind of been the Achilles heel all season long, but I'm not really all that concerned about it either, just seeing how the runs have adjusted through the playoffs. To me, you know, I, I'm not really that concerned about um, even the passing offense that much uh, to an extent. Now, not to deflate on Tom Brady's parade here, but... <laughs> sorry. Nice I choice of word. Uh, <laughs> Ha <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Again, didn't
5: I? Did he just say that? Really? <laughs> yes, he did. Wow. Love it. You go, Johnny. To- I'm proud of you, brother.
6: Wow. <laughs> I-, I deserve a drink after that one. But anyway, um after after you know, going through all these kind of different types of weapons that that Tom Brady has, it's the most obvious weapon he has is going to be the the most uh, scary and critical uh, for me, and that's Gronk. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, tight ends has been a huge issue, especially for this linebacking core who doesn't really know how to guard, you know, tight ends at all. And Gronk, yeah, he isn't the same tight end that he used to be, but he's still one of the best in the league. And to be honest, I don't know if the Rams have, you know, an answer for Gronk. And that to me is gonna be vital for this game. Seeing how Wade Phillips adjusts for this team, um, to see if he can actually find a way to defuse the situation. Uh and maybe that's gonna be the key point and you know, keeping them out of the out of the end zone and leading them to field goals is by making sure that they don't get the ball in Gronk's hands at all. But yeah, hands down for me, that's what I'm nervous about.
4: J-Rob.
3: Oh, man. Um, I'm actually really concerned with James White. Um, he, you know, he was targeted 123 times, the most on their team this, this whole year. And he's so elusive out of the backfield. And you saw the Rams, you know, start chipping against Kamara during the game and, and knocking him off his route and missing the time with the breeze. And I think you're going to see some of that again. Uh, With James White, uh, because he's really that good of a pass uh, catcher out of the backfield. And and Edelman scares me as well, um, just because of his experience and how consistent he is. Uh, And I'm not really scared of Gronk, because I I believe in in Barron and uh, Johnson, John Johnson at the safety position. What's going to be really concerning for me, and I don't, and I hate to be like this, but where's Lamarcus Joyner going to be on every play? Like, you know, because he's shown some inconsistency a lot, and, and that's that's something that I feel like Wade's going to have to really try and put him in the best, absolute best position that he can be in to be the most effective. Um, and we haven't seen Joyner blitz from a from a in the box in a very long time, um, and and I would actually kind of like to see that if we're not if we're not getting home with four. And I don't think that we're gonna get home. I really don't. I don't think that the Rams are gonna be able to do that. And so I think the Rams are gonna really have to have their guys, you know, throwing up their hands at the defensive line and trying to tip balls and try to miss time routes, like I said with James White. Um, but you know what? This this offense is a good offense, man. And, and and make no mistake, Philip Dorsett can beat you deep. I mean, he can he's like Tyler Lockett. You know, I mean he's not that caliber, but he's a poor man's Tyler Lockett. He's very fast. He can burn Peters. He can burn Tali because he is that fast. And so, um, there's a chance that we might get beat deep on the deep ball. And if we're going to make them challenge us, then we're going to have to see what what our guys can do. But uh, I, I don't think we're going to get home. And I think you're going to have to miss time the the receivers' routes. And that means that you're not going to be playing as much zone as you have been. And and so I wouldn't be surprised to see, as Norm said, a, a bunch of mix of of zone and, and man. Um, But uh, you got to be ready for anything, man, because these guys, as I said last podcast, man, these guys are extremely good at what they do, and they've been the best for a long time for a reason, and that's mainly because of the man wearing number 12.
4: So for me on this, though, while the Patriots have a good offense and while they are putting points on the board, it's taking them a lot of plays to do it. They put 37 points on the board. Uh, with overtime, 94 plays against the Chiefs, 94 plays. So the Rams want to cut that down. First thing goes back to our last podcast, the offense. Offense needs to control control this game, okay? Put the Rams' defense in better positions. And then two, for me, I'm not worried as much about Gronk because we, we, we've we seen what they'll do. Those take Tlaib and put them on Gronk if they have to. And take your chance with Hogan or whoever else. So I'm not I'm not as worried there. I'm really not. I am I, I share concerns about White though, and I also share concerns about Brady being a two and a half second guy. What he is is he gets the ball out in two and a half seconds. That's ridiculously fast. And the Rams seem to always struggle in that short intermediate area. They can't chip everybody. It's just not humanly possible. They're not going to chip everybody off the line. So I'm looking at that, and uh, that's where my concern is about how they match up, is the Rams just don't do well in that short, intermediate area. And I think if they can't get pressure, it just enough. Like, J-Rob, you and I talked about on our show last Sunday. You know, just get enough. You don't need to take them down. You don't need to sack them. Just get enough to throw off the routes, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. That's just all I'm hoping for.
5: Well, you but, don't want them to get. You don't want them to touch Brady because we'll get a penalty.
4: Well, <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I think that's ultimately the game plan is that they want to run that many plays. They want to keep the Rams' offense off the field. I think that's one of the the keys to Belichick's game is you know take a lot of time,
4: really make that time of possession lopsided. I, I really think that's one of their game plans. And but that's ours too. That's that's the great thing about this game to me is that. The, their game plans aren't going to be all that dissimilar. They're going to be very similar in what they want to do. The Rams want the ball 90 plays. The Patriots want the ball 90 plays. Both teams want to establish the run. And both teams are going to want to get out on the edge and get that short intermediate era, area out there. So it's this is what makes this matchup fascinating to me is both teams want to do that. But also, even... On the defensive matchup to the Patriots' offense, I think we have one advantage. And I think we have more skill at the playmaker positions. I really believe that. And I think that's going to be an advantage for us. I really do. So, uh, moving on, guys. How do you think the Rams will actually handle that three-handed monster in the backfield? You're talking Burkhead, White, and, of course, Sony Mitchell. More where, where do you go with this? Well, this is where Aaron
5: Donald's going to make his money. This is the game that uh, you make the big dollars for. And, you know, I, I could really see Aaron Donald ending up being MVP of the Super Bowl if he has one of his breakout games. And I really think that the way he penetrates in the backfield so quickly could really screw all that up for him. And so... I think the key is gap sound, got to stay in your gaps, face the double teams, whatever, but Sue's been stepping up his game. Uh, if you're going to show up and start playing hard for a team when you haven't done it most of the year, this is the time, and he's been doing it, and uh, I really see him having a great game. Brockers has always been a good run stuffer, so if they just play solid gap you know, sound coverage there on the line, Fill their gaps, let the linebackers go where they need to go. I think that's what makes us most effective because you got guys like Littleton in the, you know, at middle linebacker who's extremely fast and a good tackler. And I really think that you're not going to see him get real creative, and I think that's going to be a positive for us in the run game. And if they can, if they can slow down that run game and force Tom Brady to throw, he showed last week that he'll make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I had two interceptions last week. And you got a guy like Tlaib that that has some history with Tom Brady and knows him. And, you know, I really think Aaron Donald could really screw this game up for him, and that's what I'm hoping to see.
4: You guys know in the Madden simulation they have the Rams winning and Donald getting the MVP with four sacks. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm, Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's just the Madden simulation. You know, hey, it's predicted the winner, I think, 10 out of 15 times. So it's nice, but it's still Madden. Johnny. Well, he
5: throws it in two and a half seconds, and Donald could be in the backfield in two seconds. So, yeah, I could see it happening.
4: He, well, he can. That's the that's the best thing about this matchup. Is you know, I in talking with Matt Chatham last week is for our preview podcast. He didn't seem to be all too concerned about the Rams' interior rush. And I, I think part of that is I don't think he'd watch the film yet. He said he hadn't really done a lot of study yet on the Rams. He was going to be doing that this week. I think once he sees the film, he might get concerned. If if the Patriots get in there and double-team Donald, that's going to leave somebody else open. And if these guys are doing their job for once, which it looks like they are, then there's going to be some problems. If they don't, they just try and single-team Donald. We know what Donald can do. I mean, this is what he does. Uh, Johnny, what do you think here in dealing with this? We had a monster. Well... That's
6: that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. Is you know, while I do like the Madden prediction of seeing Donald getting four sacks on Brady, uh, I think not just Ram fans, I think the entire NFL, other than Patriots fans, would love to see that. But it's not that realistic, primarily because the Patriots offensive line is pretty solid. Maybe not the best in the league, but I, I would say they are. A solid unit and to some extent that's one of the reasons why the running game has been so sharp is because you know they're, they're not doing anything wrong you know they there isn't a whole lot of pressure on Brady and when well I, I have to admit there there isn't really a force like Aaron Donald to prep for uh that's still it's still something to consider you know this is not going to be an easy matchup this isn't going to be you know uh a team where they let's swish cheese you know this is going to be a team that they really have to be on their game in order to to get past the offensive line sue brockers needs to be there at all times not just you know some some of the game we already know donald's going to do his thing so i'm not really concerned there and that also implies to the uh to the linebackers too you know, Littleton, while he's he's pretty much been there all season, uh, Baron, I've seen have been stepping up all um, pretty much all playoffs. So uh, I'm happy to see that we we need as much help from the linebackers as possible. A game needs to be there. Otherwise, uh, this could be a much closer game and much scarier game than we might think.
1: Oh, boy, Steve, your thoughts. I'm I'm. I don't know how, but I'm really confident, man, in our run defense. Uh, I mentioned my concerns about White coming out in the past, and uh, Burkhead, he does a little bit of both, but he doesn't really particularly scare me in either. And When they get in the red zone, he he has found his way into the end zone in recent weeks in the playoffs. But this is a Rams run defense that looked pretty bad for most of the season, to be honest. I mean, going from from week uh, seven, they gave up. At least 98 yards in every game until the season ended, and uh, sometimes a lot more. And over the last two weeks, they've had their two best rushing, per- their two best performances against the run all season. And it's not like they're playing against slacks here. They went against two Pro Bowlers, Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. Kamara being a guy who they really never had an answer for, and and they didn't really have a total answer for him in that game, but they shut him down on the run. And that I know how good Sony Michelle is playing, but with the rejuvenated Sue and a reemerging Brockers, uh, two guys who, t- to be honest, did not live up to their paychecks during the regular season, they have in the playoffs. And with those two guys, I, I feel very confident that we can stop the run. And you know, we've all talked about White. We we struggle to play that back coming out of the backfield. That's dangerous in the pass defense. And I think that's just a loss we're going to have to take in this game. And I think we could show up everywhere else. It's something we could overcome pretty easily. I think. Cheer up. Rob. Uh, you know, I think
3: uh, I agree with a lot of what everyone else is saying. Um, you got to have your, your big boys up front that you, you paid you know, and they need to show up and, and this is the moment that they've been waiting for. This is the moment that you pay them for and uh, they need to do their job uh, at the same time. You know, Derek, you mentioned just having the the gap soundness and, um, you know, Fowler last week, he did a great job of maintaining the outside where he didn't let a guy get outside of him and, or a week before rather. And it's just, they're going to have to do the same, just be consistent and keeping the basics. You know what I'm saying? Do your job. You do your job. You see a little, you see a lot, you see a lot, you see nothing. So everyone has to do their job and see what they have to do and, and on top of that you know we brought up the linebackers we know that we have smaller linebackers and so I honestly think when it comes to stopping the run the very most important thing is sure tackling tackle wrap up don't try to just lower your shoulder and and, and knock these guys down you know even though they're not the big, biggest guys out there you got to wrap up you know and and uh, I think if you do that you're going to limit them to to be able to run effectively but you know the main when they run the ball, I think the thing that kind of scares me the most is when they line up in shotgun and run draw plays. Because when they line up in shotgun, obviously you th- you're thinking, okay, pass. So let's get upfield. Let's let's make sure we can, you know, try to get after Brady with the short amount of time we do have. And then they but they bust a draw on you, and then a guard gets in the second level, and then they they brought they block up your smaller linebackers, and then you have to rely on Joiner and, and uh, Johnson to come up there and make plays. So. I think that short tackling is going to be the biggest key in stopping the run. Yeah, everyone has to do their job. Yeah, the guys that are getting paid are going to have to do their job, um, which is all of them. But, you know, you got to wrap up, man. And none of these none of these missed tackles can't happen because if you do that, then you're talking about giving up an extra three or four yards, and then you're behind the chains, and then you're, you're in third and short, and then they're just moving the ball on you. So that's what I got.
4: All right, so in terms of wrapping up tackling and containing here, who is, to you guys, the most dynamic Patriot skill player right now, and what do you think the Rams should do to contain him? Going back to you, J-Rob.
3: For me, it's easy. For me, it's James White, uh, and simply because of how effective and elusive he is out of the backfield and receiving the ball. And I just want to see the ends do the same thing they did to Kamara, Kamara however you want to say it. Uh, the guy is the best to do it out of the backfield, and James White is is literally not really a step behind him. Um, and I think that guy is the guy you have to worry about the most. Uh, yes, yeah, Sony Michelle is a very good runner. He has good vision. He doesn't put the ball on the ground very often. Uh, but you know, James White is a guy that can kill you, man. If you're if you're dropping back in zone and you're playing in a two deep man zone and you're playing uh you know cover three, he can kill you with the ball in his hands in open space. And so I think you really have to knock that guy, take that guy out of the game, take that guy out of the game, and make Gronk and Edelman beat you. That's just my two cents. Johnny.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree there. White is definitely a threat, especially considering that while Kamara wasn't in the game on the ground, he w- certainly was available in the air. And, you know, I, I'm okay with them kind of like limiting, you know, some success through the air for, for White, just as long as they're able to contain them uh, to a reachable amount, I'll say. it Like with Kamara, you know, they gave up about 98 yards through the air for him. And that was fine, because we ended up winning the game. With White, we can't really let him see as much success. And I think this again, this kind of goes back to how well the entire defensive line plays. And really not even just the defensive line, defensive front in general, we can't have Tom Brady comfortable back there, you know, throwing the ball off to to White or any other threats in this game whether it be white gronk or edelman
4: norm
5: well i definitely agree on you know white for sure but you know it seems like in these big games it's always edelman that's making that that you know awesome catch that shouldn't that a normal human being shouldn't be able to make so you know, I worry more about Edelman, and you know, I'm really hoping that Johnson or Joyner hit him so hard his beard falls out, because I, I really don't <laughs> want to see him do well. <laughs> the
4: um, beard I, don't, I don't know how to respond
1: to that. Steve, what you got? <laughs> You're going to make me respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, like, you mentioned dynamic players, and to me, like, Brandon Cooks is a dynamic player. The guys in the Patriots' offense, they kind of all have their roles, and they're pretty defined roles and they're all very good at them and you know white we know what he's going to do michelle he knows what he's going to do uh, you know gronk we pretty much know what he's going to do at this point even like a philip Dorset uh, and a chris hogan we know what they use them for i think right now we i would say edelman is a guy who he's a little more versatile than everyone else i think i know white he can run a little bit but uh, he he's not that great of a runner and Edel- edelman is a guy who i think i think he's probably the most talented or the most effective player on this offense right now. And I do think we match up with him a little better than say white or Gronk, but he's still a guy that you know, if we take for granted how good he is, he will burn us. And he's done that to teams pretty much his entire career. And I know he's old, but I, I he's still a very good player. And that's, that's somebody really, we really got to key in on.
4: All right. Well, for me, geez, I almost everybody said white. So for Steven, to me, it's White as well. I, the Rams do struggle out of the backfield with guys coming out, and especially if they have, you know, some speed to them. So for me, again, the concern is White. But you know, that goes back. What did the Rams do to slow down Kamara? They started doing the things at the line, jamming him as much as possible, and you know, and really quickly the Saints moved away. I don't know if Tom Brady will move away from him if the Rams are jamming him, and also, you know, he's not going to be the focus of the offense. Edelman will probably be the focus of the passing game. And so I look at that and I think white but he's the one that was scaring the most but you, I see why you're saying Edelman. I really do. So, all right, Norm, you ready to talk about good old Sal?
5: Yeah, you bet. You know, first of all, I'd really like to thank Sal for being there from the beginning with us and sticking with us through all this time, not only as a sponsor but as a friend and a and a fellow Rams fan. So, Let's take some time to thank the Golden Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in the Orange County area and like that old-school barbershop experience, check out the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. Sal opened up his shop as a shrine to the Rams on the day they left for St. Louis, and he's kept the lights on ever since. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS or 7267 Use the promo code RAMS Talk so that he knows that we sent you to get a discount on an already affordable haircut. And Golden Ram Barbershop's open from Monday through Friday from eight AM to six PM and Saturdays from seven AM to four PM. One more time, give Sal a call at 714 894 7267. A visit to his shop is worth it just to enjoy all the Rams memorabilia there. And, you know, he also provides that old school barbershop experience talking Rams football and any football at all, he'll talk with you. Trust me, folks. You won't regret it. As we talked about, he managed to make me and Johnny look pretty good, and Derek. Well, you know, he did what he could.
4: Again, he did. He did enough. He did enough. All right. So, guys, here's the, here's the one. The question that really, of all the questions we have on this podcast, this is what I really want to hear from you the most. Okay, and I'm going to start with Steve here because I just want to bug Steve. Steve, if you're Wade Phillips. What are your three keys to contain the Patriots' offense, and what are you doing to get the
1: upper hand? I think we've mentioned it a couple times. It's Well, number one is obviously getting pressure on Tom Brady. And it's easier said than done, yeah. But I I think you really got to coach up your guys on that front and maybe bring a couple blitzes here and there to get to these guys because I think the benefit is there's not really any – one player on the Patriots offense that we really need to double team. I mean, we have a mismatch with Gronk. We have a mismatch with White. But if you're double teaming those two guys, and you know, I, I think it's kind of a waste of a player because, um, you know, they'll get the short games, but they're not guys that are going to burn you over the top. So I think, yeah, if you can bring a couple more blitzes in than you usually do, you do it because you got to get Brady Rout. No, he's old. He's he's kind of fragile. He takes a big hit from a guy like Aaron Donald, a guy like Dominick and Sue. Uh, those are some big boys, man, and they they hit hard. And if they could get to him, even Fowler, uh, that's got to be priority number one. It's something that teams have struggled to do all year and with good reason. Uh, it's a very good Patriots offense, but that's number one. And I think number two and three, you know, as we mentioned, is keep an eye on Gronk. He's not as dynamic as he was, but he's still one of the better tight ends in the league when he's healthy. And he, as far as we can tell, he is healthy right now. This could be his last game ever. He's going to be motivated to have a performance, and we got to make sure he doesn't, uh, whether that is moving a guy like Khalib on him because I think Marcus Peters can actually handle their guys outside in this game. Uh, I don't think that would be a bad move. And then, of course, it's James White. If you know, I think the only time you do double him is if you see him coming out on a wheel route. The safeties have to be aware of that. Uh, you know, we cannot have him running a wheel route and John Franklin Myers chasing him out uh, honestly, it's a miracle that Kamara didn't score a touchdown on that play when that happened. And yeah, those really those are the three keys to me. But I think, and I'm sure we all, wishful thinking is pressure should be number one. Norm,
5: well, I, I agree with Steve in the sense that you got to get pressure on him. I don't think they get pressure on him uh, in the traditional way where they stunt the lineman. I think if they're going to get pressure on Brady, it's going to be by blitzing you know, linebackers. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Corey Littleton spy on uh, White, kind of like he did with Kamara. I think it's a little better matchup for him than it was with Kamara. Uh, I like the way that they chipped Kamara at the line to slow him down. I think they should do that with White as well. I just think they need to be creative and not the one thing that they can't do against Brady that they've done a lot this season is give a 10 to 15 yard cushion to the wide receivers. They're not that great of receivers, but you, you don't want to give up, you know, 10 yards, five yards in a pop. Cause that's what Brady loves to do. I mean, 90% of his throws are, you know, five to 10 yards. So I really think that if, if I were Wade Phillips, I'd drop some creative blitzes with some linebackers, uh, focus on stopping the run and, uh, just mixing up coverages so that Brady can't get comfortable because he's seen it all. He's been there enough times. You uh, got to mix it up enough to, to, you know, really make him think about it.
4: J-Rob.
3: Man, I think defensively the most important thing is to uh, not mess up your assignments, the mental part of the game. Uh, we've seen a few times where – you know, the secondary has gotten confused, and even the linebackers have gotten confused on who's covering who. Uh, specifically, I remember a specific play against the Saints where Camaro was coming across the middle, and then Peters was on him, then he let up, and he thought Littleton was going to take over and it ended up going for a huge gain. And, and it was a mental error. And so I, I think the biggest thing for this defense is make sure you know your job. And execute your job, and just just be be who you are, man. You're athletic. You're paid. You're on the stage for a reason. You, you're one of the best, you know, def- defenders in, in in the game of football in the world. And go out there and play your game, but but do it knowing your assignment, and, and don't get fooled by the the motions and the and the different calls and the audibles and things like that. Um, and so I think that would be number one for me. Uh, number two would would definitely be james white man um he he is just such a dynamic difference maker on that offense and i don't care who covers him or how they cover him but and i think it does uh, go hand in hand with what Norm was saying which is you know don't play so far off when you're in zone you know be be only two or three yards off instead of five ten yards off because again like he said brady can just kill you doing that and, and james white is just dangerous in open space and number three is I think you got to have the defensive linemen be ready to put their hands up and, and don't be so, um, so aggressive in passing situations because the Patriots are the absolute best at doing screens, and that's how they can beat you, and, and they're, just, they're just that good at doing it. And so with our specific talent up front with being pass rush guys, we could get killed by screens. And we've seen us get dominated by screens, but we haven't seen teams really exploit us as much as the Patriots potentially could do this game. You know, they could, they could throw screens all day long and just see and make us stop the screen first. And then once we finally do that, then they start running the ball up the middle. So I think you got to have your hands up and be prepared. And, and that goes back to number one, which is being smart. If you see in the guard pool, well, Donald don't get up field so much, get ready to attack the running back, you know, same with Fowler. So, Again, I think it's you know I think it's you know being smart, James White, and, and then protecting the screen game game and getting your uh, defensive lineman with their hands up and and just play sound football, man. Play sound, Johnny. That's simple.
6: Bring the pain. We need Tom Brady scared out of his mind. We need to make sure that. He is afraid to go to his photo shoot the next day you know we we got to make sure that he's not ready for this. he has to be dirty he has to be has helmet to the ground hopefully no penalty but at the end of the day, if he is comfortable in the backfield it's game over. it's game over completely and again one of the ways to do this is make sure, that everyone is playing the way they should. They're in the right area, in my best J Rod voice. Looking at you joyner. <laughs> yeah. Lamarcus joyner not just is just him. Enough. No, not just him. But Joyner in particular is one of the reasons why the Saints game was so close. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Hello?
1: Hello.
3: Well, see you later, Johnny. (laughs) Did we lose Johnny?
4: That was (laughs) random. Okay, so I guess I'll finish off the question as well. For me, three keys. To me, um, getting enough pressure. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and count on getting sacks, but getting pressure, getting hands up, um, keeping – White minimized out of the backfield. I totally agree with you there, J. Rob, on that. You keep keep these guys minimized. And then finally, the very last one for me is make sure Gronk is covered. I, I think the Rams have the playmakers on the outside to be able to handle Edelman to a degree, but Gronk's gonna be the one that will who's been really re emerging here the last couple of games and they want to take that weapon away. Um, I do want I was gonna ask about the pass rush, but I think at this point. We know what's going to happen there. I I do want to get to our X factors. Overall, not just offense, defense, overall, I'm going to go back to J-Rob here. What are your X factors for the game? Honestly, man,
3: I think um, my first X factor, because of what we talked about over the past two podcasts, how we think we are going to move the ball, how we think the defense is going to play pretty decently well, I, I honestly do think the X factor biggest for me is my man Johnny Hecker. Digging out bad snaps, flipping the field, because we're going to get stopped. We're not going to. We're not going to be able to move the ball every single drive. I mean, and we're just not. Um, and if we do, then I'll eat crow. But I really don't think we'll be able to do that. But I think special teams is so huge here, um, and we've been so good at special teams ever since we've had John Fossil, and this week should be no different. And they shouldn't be changing much. And, and dude. When you have a guy like Johnny Hecker in your arsenal, I mean, that's going to keep their special teams guessing all game long whenever they get on the field. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see a fake if, if the situation calls for it, but they're going to be expecting it. Um, but, you know, we have two of the best at, in the business at, at punting the ball and, and maybe throwing as a punter. And then, you know, obviously kicking field goals with Greg Leg who won it for us, you know, against the Saints. So I would say that my X factor truly is special teams. Like, don't let them get outside when you're doing the kickoff. You, if, you, if you kick it short or if you kick a squib kick, you know, keep your assignments running downfield, tackle, and, uh, you know, when you're – JoJo Nasson, hold on to the ball, baby. You know what I'm saying? Don't pull a Pharaoh Cooper. Hold on to the ball and, and don't do anything stupid. You know, let the offense make sure we get the ball and make sure that, you know, we have a chance to come back with two minutes left in the game if we need that opportunity. So, for me, it's special teams, no
4: doubt. John, are you back? It uh, is. Whoa, okay. So, what are your X factors, sir?
6: X factors for me is my boy, Dante Fowler, just because we need him to have a big game. We we do. And, and uh, I think we saw the importance of Fowler last game. I, I think if he can consistently be there, you know, it doesn't have to be every play, obviously, but if he can consistently... Cause disruption, we we uh, have a easier game on our hands. So Fowler being one of them, the other one, my boy to leave. You know he needs to be um, prepared for a lot of different players. And like everyone was saying earlier, if we need to have him watching Gronk, so be it. You know, and, and I think if we have a focused Fowler and we have to leave doing his thing. There really is no concern other than that. These are going to be my two guys that I think are are going to be the difference maker in this game.
1: Steve, uh, similar to Johnny, but not the same player. I'm going to go with Ndamukong Sue. Uh, you know, we've we've talked at length about this man all year, and he's finally finally earning that big contract we gave him. And if he comes out to start this game and is an absolute terror like he's been the last two weeks, making plays against the run, getting hits on Brady. Their offensive line is going to have to shift some more focus to Sue. And if they get a little more focus on Sue, that might open up some things for Aaron Donald and even, as Johnny mentioned, Dante Fowler. And if Donald can get a little more single coverage than he's used to, he's going to eat. And I I think it starts with Sue being able to be a respectable enough player to take some attention off Donald because you got two very good players down there. And if they're both getting a lot of attention, then you got Brockers and you got Fowler, and and I think that's the key to the key ingredients. If they can get pressure on Brady, which is obviously easier said than done, I think it starts with Sue, and I, I that's he's that's my X factor for this game.
5: Norm. Well, one thing I'll say about Fowler is he's got more experience going against the Patriots than anybody else on our defense, coming from Jacksonville. So hopefully that'll help, but. Uh, on defense, I'm going to go with uh, Corey Littleton, and uh, you know you're going to see a lot of short passes, a lot of dink and dunk, and uh, you'll see in my and when I come to my predictions uh, where I think the the change will be in the score, and I think Corey Littleton will have something to do with that. So that's who I'm going with on defense. On offense, I'm going with Jared Goff, and the only thing Jared Goff has to do is not turn the ball over. Uh, you know, he, he can miss a few passes. He can he can take a few sacks, whatever he needs to do, but we can't have the sack fumbles because it seems like every time he goes down, he drops a football. We can't have that against New England, and, uh, you know, we don't want to throw the interception. So if he has a, a solid game, uh, I think we'll be all right. So I'll go with Goff on offense and uh, Littleton on defense.
4: I'm going with Goff, too. He led the league in fumbles, by the way, 12 fumbles. And um, so you need to have that. He To me, Goff was the MVP of the championship game. He pulled that team together. His, his personality, that laid back calm, is what really kind of brought that team together. And so that they're going to need there. And he needs to be calm as a, a young quarterback in there. So he's my X factor. If he performs well, the Rams win. I believe that. My second... On defense, it's Marcus Peters. This this matchup is good for him. He's not going to have too many deep threats to worry about getting people behind him. He can play zone. You know Tom Brady's going to be thrown to a spot. I like this for him to make some plays. It's a much better matchup than he's had at any point in the last three weeks. So I really, really like the possibilities that Marcus Peters could have a, a, a game that we've been waiting for him to have for quite a while. And so those are my two. And finally, after all the conversation and all the discussion and all the going back and forth here, we come down to the predictions. I'm going to go to my partner in crime first, the man, the myth, the legend, Norm. What's your prediction and why?
5: Well, as I mentioned, I think a play by Corey Littleton is going to make the difference. I think he's going to intercept one of the short uh, Tom Brady passes and take it back for a pick six.
3: Uh, oh my god. That's,
5: throwing a, it out. that's a clear gold, gold prediction. prediction right I mean. there. <laughs> yeah. I have got a I've got a gut feeling on that, so I'm going with it. I'm going the Rams 31 27.
1: Ooh, okay. All right, you uh you ready, Steve? I am. I, I'm a little little lower than norm. I got the Rams of course. 27 24. Uh, look, I know we're probably all going to pick the Rams, but this game is going to be very close. And I think the Rams, they have the talent to come out on top. They have the co- top to bottom. This organization has every all the tools to beat the Patriots. And I think it's going to be tough, but I think they do ultimately grind it out and close it out. Maybe it's a Greg Zerline kick to win the game. Maybe it's a defensive stop. But you know, I have the utmost faith in the team. I think we're going to get it done. And tw- in the 20s, mid to high 20s, sounds about right for the score. J-Rob, what you got? Y'all are going to
3: hate me. Um, I think the Patriots are going to win. I think they're going to beat us. I I think it's going to be 27-24. That means I would take the Vegas odds at 2.5 points. Um, And the reason is I I think we see a little bit of the defense that we've seen during the season. I think we do give up a little bit more on the run game uh, because just of how savvy their offensive line is and how good Josh McDaniels has been with that organization. And, our th- and I think our offense does move the ball. I just think that we miss a couple of big third downs that that are third manageable that we miss on um, just because of, of Bill Belichick and, and how – Intricate that defense is with all their their players as as you guys said, uh, you know, each guy has the role on, on offense and, and the same goes for defense um, And I just think that 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 Brady is once again The goat uh, of all time and, and it goes to be said with Bill Belichick as well um, And so I, I think the Patriots are going to beat us uh, 27 to 24
4: Johnny
6: Norm, let's go hunting
4: <laughs>
5: Never uh, I hear this, brother. The <laughs> um
6: yeah, as far as the the game goes, I'm going to predict uh an odd number mainly because for whatever reason, the the Patriots always seem to have an odd number in the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to go that route. I'm going to say 34 22 Rams. Oh, please. Yes, yes, I am. Just watch. I think that the Rams have this game. Uh it's it's going to be tough early on and it it'll probably have to spill into the uh to the second half for them to actually get that dominant performance, but I think once the Rams have the dominance on point, I think the Rams are going to run away with this game. Wow. 34-22.
1: Come so on, then dude. did Johnny prediction right Let's there. Let's go.
4: So it comes down to me, and I'm the Debbie Downer of this podcast, apparently. That's why I
1: keep getting called. So, um, come on, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. Hey, man, J Rob just picked the Patriots. So, he...
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's yeah, um, Downer. the
4: thing is, this you know, I watched a lot of bad Rams football the last 17 years, and I've kept waiting for the shoot to drop. I've been waiting for the shoot to drop. Over and over and over and over again. And I have been waiting for it to drop ever since Jared Goff and and Sean McVay joined up. And I've been waiting for it to drop uh, throughout this season. What well, I thought it dropped during the Bears game. I thought it dropped during the Eagles game. And um, the one thing I've learned about this team is its character. And my biggest complaint about the Rams over the last decade has been the lack of character. If you want to look at a, a failure that Jeff Fisher has as a head coach, he failed to build character on that roster. And put at least a high school offense I the field, but that's, I digress. Anyways, the Rams are going to win this game. I'm very confident they're going to win this game 28-24. 20, 20, I'm taking that. I believe that the adversity... Surra- I think the worst thing that could have happened for the Patriots was... The resolve that NFC Championship game, the way it happened, the way the Rams—they went, the media went after the Rams, the way um, it's been covered—you're going to find a team more focused than ever to go out there and prove everybody wrong again. You know, it's amazing what that does for uh, young people, young young players in a position where. They need a little bit more. To me, with the with the Patriots, and you, I think you saw it when they landed, they're all in suits, they're all in ties, they're all business like. It's they're, they're there to re- to right last year's wrong. The Rams are showing up in jumpsuits. They're chill. They are focused. They got a chip on the shoulder. That's what you're seeing comments from Nikhil Roby Coleman. And for the, all those things, to me, show uh, I I think that mindset that they have right now is what's going to take them there. I, I and you know one more thing, and and, and Johnny mentioned this: the, the Rams. You guys aren't going to want to hear this. I mean, well, you guys want to hear it, but I'm not sure the Patriots fans want to hear this. For once, the Rams actually have more talent in the roster than the Patriots do. They do. In terms of playmakers, they do. And I think all that comes together. And to Rams win this game 28-24. There. I said it. I'm not the freaking Debbie Downer this time. Do you hear that, Norm? <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. the Debbie blame Downer. blame it all on J-Rob now. You blame it all on J-Rob. Okay. Mm, all right. I hope I'm so, wrong. Uh, you know... I hope you're on too, man. And I hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope the rest hope of you guys are right. I, you know and, and, I
3: mean, dude, listen, the thing is, bro, like we've all we've just seen this time and time and time again and it would be no sweeter of a of an ending to see than the rams to to knock Bill and Brady off. I mean that that would bring me so much just happiness and joy and we would all be jumping off the walls, right? but I mean, we've just seen. When they have the ball late in the game, man, they always figure
4: out a way
3: to beat you, man, but, and and but, that's just Roth, scary to me, man.
4: Here's the thing, okay? They don't always find a way because you know what they have? They had three Super Bowl losses, and two and of the Super And they Bowls, are
3: six and they are six and three against Wade Phillips, which that's well, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Big but
4: stat. they still have three losses to, to Wade Phillips. To me, those two Giants games, they should have won those games. They should have won them. The Patriots should be seven and one entering in, in, during this run.
3: <laughs> but dude, this is the this is the playoffs, dude. And they are the like, like the Rams, dude. They this, have this shown us. dude. They've been here so many times. And and this is why again I'm not saying we can't win the game. Of course we can win the game. I believe I agree with you. We're more talented than they are. But dude, they have just done this so much. It's it's set up. The storyline is set up up. Brady has the ball with two and a half minutes left, and they need a uh, they need a field goal to win. Well, you know what? Chances are, it probably just like the earlier game this year with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if Montgomery doesn't fumble that
4: ball, what were you we all feeling? Up oh, here it comes again. Okay, Aaron Rodgers here, gonna drive down this. the field. This,
3: it's no different this. here.
4: Did you ever stop and think that maybe the play's been set up for us? The story's been set up for us. Do you ever stop and think? You just mentioned the type the, the Montgomery fumble. Okay, the the. The storyline at the end of the year, where the Bears and the, and the Eagles all of a sudden expose those Rams. The Dallas is supposed to come into our 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 field with all their their millions of fans and beat up on the Rams. Okay, the Rams are supposed to go to New Orleans and get their butts handed to them by the Saints. You ever know something? That maybe for once, maybe for once, that tables been set for the Rams. That maybe this is their story to write.
3: I hope well. so. But dude, we were beat, bro. We were beat in New Orleans. Don't get it twisted. We all know we were beat because of the Daggum play with Joiner. We were oh, beat. But you,
4: you,
5: yeah, guess what? Uh, when, I can argue with you on that one. Three quarters of the so game many, they,
4: they controlled. There were three so quarters, many quarters plays,
5: of the game. There were so many plays that could have gone the other way for us, too, in that game. No so, question. No so, question. I don't, don't, don't want to go, go the there on that one. Go ahead. How many games this year did the Rams pull off a defensive play at the end of the game to stop the game? to win it for us. And we haven't seen that in the past. That's the one big key. I think that, you yeah. know, I understand what you're saying about Brady and, you know, you're title to your opinion. And there's a part of me that agrees with you. Sure. But, um, this year when we've lost, we've lost bad. And there's been some close games that we've won. And it was our defense that even though they played poorly throughout the whole game, stepped up at the end.
4: That's right.
5: And that's what I'm hoping to see.
3: Me too. Long story short,
6: the Rams are the Avengers, the Patriots <laughs> are Thanos.
4: They're,
6: there's dramatic. There's dramatic buildup. No, the, the Avengers
4: lost the
5: in the movie. Well, we can't let them get that sixth Infinity Stone, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, you know the. Uh, All right, boys. It's getting late. It is getting late. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and and um, cut, just real quick of. Um, of all the Rams I've talked to, as far Jim Ever, Michael Stewart, they've all predicted Rams win. Um, I I talking to a Patriots guy earlier today, and he thinks right now the Rams are going to win. A very close game, so we're not alone. We're not. I mean, it's easy for us to be homers here. Um, I just the feel of the game to me, and it, of course maybe I'll freak out by Friday and change my mind. But the feel of the game says Rams. This is the Rams game blues. Right. I have a bet with a guy in my class. If
5: the if the Patriots win, I have to wear a Patriots shirt to class. Oh, oh dude. Wow. I can't and, believe uh, you did that. Uh, uh, it's it was really tough for me, so, you know, I'm much more confident this year than I have been in the past. So, uh, I'm looking forward to him having to wear a Rams gear to class. You
4: know, hopefully nice. I don't you know I'm a big superstition guy, so hopefully all this talk is knock on wood and all of a sudden the Rams get blown out by 30. (laughs) That would be the freaky thing. All right. Sponsorship. Folks, listen. We have been slaving here for you. So, hey, if you want to work with us... I can tell you our numbers are outstanding. Reach out to us at RamsTalk1945 at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 657 666 5453 We have a media kit ready to get out to you. It even has a picture of Norm in it. Okay. Oh, might scare you away, but it's a picture in there. Okay. <laughs> also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams. Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. And because of all those horrible algorithms, check out the Rams Talk room. We engage a lot more in there. Um, You can also check all those places out to find our Twitters, because, again, um, there's a lot of us on the call tonight. Don't forget us on on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those places. Google Play. You know, you can find us, all right? We are all over the frickin' place. And, of course, iubitradio.com. They are our shows on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. For the entire Rams talk team, For the Rampage guys, for the Bunny Heads guys, just for the entire group. It's been a great year. Um, This concludes our massive roundtable preview. Take it easy. Go Rams. Go in the Super Bowl.
3: Adios. Deuces. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
7: It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain,